Engineering Influence podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We're coming to you live, uh, live recorded from the 2022 annual fall conference uh, over in beautiful Colorado. Beautiful, sunny October day today. And it's a beautiful day for an awards program, which we just wrapped up. And part of that awards program is the annual QBS Awards that we share with NSPE. And this year was ours to uh, to to bestow, and for uh, state and local government sector of the awards program, um, it was awarded to Illinois Department of Transportation. And I am very pleased to be joined by the Secretary of IDOT, uh, the Honorable Secretary Omar Osman, and um, also along with him is Lieutenant Colonel Jack Elston, and. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it, got to right. put it in there. Right, right. And um, <laughs> uh, congratulations, number one, on the award. Um, it, it was, you know, and also uh, a little added bonus to be able to be given the award by the son of Jack Brooks. Oh, my goodness. Who yeah. <laughs> wrote QBS. Um, tell us a little bit about the process of getting the award, uh, what it means to the to the state and to, to the department and, and, you know, what it means for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. First of all, thank you for having us here with you today. It's a pleasure. Um, listen, this is, we are extremely grateful. Uh, having a, an award like this at the national level means a lot to us, means a lot to the 5,000 employees that are part of the Illinois Department of Transportation because we think it's a reaffirmation of what we do day in, day out. And for it to go at the national level, and for it to be presented by the sun, of uh, Congressman Brooke is is it is an absolute pleasure for us. You, you know that was, you know that that surprised me, and you know I'm, I'm I'm extremely proud that we have received this award. We could talk we could talk about you know how this came about. Obviously, um, you know IDOT has a long history of uh, uh, using QBS uh, to accomplish our program, and Illinois uh, is very very proud to have. Um, almost 400 pre-qualified consultants in the state of Illinois. Each and every one of them do a terrific job. And we consider them our partners. We don't consider them uh, on the private side. We consider them an extension of the state of Illinois, an extension of the department. So the way this came about, uh, evidently behind our back, uh, SCE Illinois and ISVE submitted us um, for this award, and all of a sudden we get in a call, and they wanted to, uh, you know, uh, dig a little bit deeper into it uh, with the idea of having uh, uh, an interview, an actual interview, uh, with us. So it was my pleasure to uh, to sit down for an interview with uh, with the Lieutenant Colonel here, Jack Jack Allison, and 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 we went through it. It was almost an hour and a half long interview. Yeah. It wasn't a Mike Wallace style style yeah. interview. It was yeah. uh, a little bit easygoing, but uh -huh. <laughs> uh, but you know we and, and they were serious interviews. Yeah. Those were oh, yeah. they were actual seriously conducted interview, open, asking questions. What makes you unique? What makes you different uh, than our states? You know, how do you handle Brookslow? Um, you know, what 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 does this whole QBS quality based selection means to you? So I'm going to ask Jack to add or maybe uh, a little bit of color to yeah. how did that interview go. But that I think that interview kind of cemented it, um, and, and, and they took a serious look at what I have said, what Jack has said, and, and 
maybe yeah. maybe that's what brought it home, Jack. No, I mean, I think Secretary said it very well. Um, you know, at IDOT, we take great pride in uh, our consultant selection process, uh, the QBS process. And it was pretty neat to, you know, get presented by the son of uh, Jack Brooks. So uh, that was that was pretty phenomenal. We have a, you know, we're blessed as the Secretary said, we have nearly 400 cons- uh, pre-qualified consultants and we have a lot of great consultants that do great work for the department. And we couldn't deliver, you know, our program without their support. You know, it's 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 an interesting thing when you look at QBS from the federal level. Of course, you have that universal adoption when you're talking about federal money for, you know, highway and, and road projects. But and, and, and among the states, you know, it's it's good coverage, but not everyone, especially the local, you know, does it. Um, what does it mean? Why is it important to you from an administrative standpoint? That you that QBS is used, like you know how, what what would set Illinois kind of apart? If there, if for example, if there's a an administrator somewhere else in the country who's listening to this broadcast and kind of wants to, you know, okay, yeah, QBS is good. Why should I actually adopt it and adhere to it? What's the big value proposition that you think is 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 the winner? I'm going to ask uh, Jack to chime in, but there's a couple of uh, points I'd like to make. The QBS process is neutral. It's not a low-bit system. Within that neutrality, you bring value to what you do. Uh, well, you know, uh, that's the essence of Brooks Law. Yeah. If you um, do not adhere to Brooks Law and you start looking at it from a price value, from a low-bit uh, system value, you take in the essence of what engineers have subscribed to. When, when we all went to school, when we started uh, looking at what we're trying to do for the communities we serve, that's part of our uh, DNA, so to speak. Yeah. It's not the money, it's not the lobbyist system, it's yeah. the neutrality of what we are all are trying to accomplish. Yeah. So that's very, very important to us. But the other thing is what makes us unique is what perhaps we are one or two states in the nation that uh, that utilize public members as part of our uh, our selection committee. And, and it does help us, it does serve us extremely well. Uh, instead of Illinois, 13 million uh, uh, population is extremely diverse. Yes. We've got all kind of urbanized area, you know, uh, mid, uh, middle, uh, mid-sized towns, rural area, but we want everybody to participate. And the four or five, uh, actually the four public members who actually are part of the nine selection committee members, uh, they bring that value to us. They bring a different perspective. Yeah. They keep us on our toe. They bring that neutrality, that fairness and that transparency uh, to the selection system. So that's that makes us unique too. Jack, I don't know if... Uh, no, so I mean, I have the pleasure of serving on our selection committee. And, um, you know, firms will often ask me, you know, what do we have to do to get selected? And I said, the number one thing is to do good work. You know, good if you do good quality work, you know, that's the recipe for getting selected again. And that's what QBS allows them to do is, you know, it's, since it's not low bid, it gives them you know, the ability to do and the incentive to do quality work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't put a price on that. Uh, obviously, you know, we negotiate uh, after the selection, but, um, you know, that's not the, you know, quality work is what we want. Yeah. The most important thing is bringing it. You have a problem. You have a challenge getting the most innovative uh, solution. Right. And that's going to last the longest and have the most, you know, return on scarce taxpayer dollars that are Absolutely. being invested, right? Because at the end of the day, you have to be good stewards of the taxpayer dollar. And if you make sure every dollar stretches as much as it can, 
and you want the best people to do that. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I mean, Illinois, I mean, you guys are, are in no way slouching on amount of roadways. I mean, you're, you're second in the number of highway miles and second in the, height in the number of bridges. You know, and you guys passed uh, 2019, the first highway bill at the state level in 29 years. Right. Now you have an influx of cash coming to you from the IIJA. Right. What does it mean to you to have all that federal money out there? And how are you kind of positioning Illinois to be um, a leader in, in, in getting some of that money to the state, especially if the White House really just you know they have a they have an emphasis on in, in asserting equity right and to make sure that the money is spent in a way that it does also you know it's focused on serving maybe underserved communities right. or you know uh, breaking historical barriers uh how are you looking at doing applying that with uh with with the federal well, money? that's a great uh great question i think you you, you know there are multiple issues yeah. that you have raised here First of all, for uh, for one, for us in the state of Illinois, I, I have said it uh, several times. Uh, the Rebuild Illinois program we had in 2019 actually put the, de- uh, the department back in the business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, back in business. You know, we were for, cash strapped for a Yeah, we, we were. And we know our needs. We know what we need to do. We know uh, one of uh, our priorities is, is to um, preserve maintain the system as we have it today. Uh, we need to fix what we have. And we know um, we know RBI mm-hmm. wasn't just for roadways and bridges. Majority of it is yes for roadways and, and bridges, but it's multimodal. In a true sense of multimodal, it's each and every mode is uh, a transportation. Get a piece of, 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 uh, of rebuild Illinois. And, uh, and I, I could comfortably say Rebuild Illinois was a true precursor for IIJA. IIJA complement and supplement what we already have done in 2019. So it was it was extremely grateful, of, of obviously, to this administration. Extremely grateful to uh, our federal partner uh, of, of of the formal funding that's coming our way and coming to the way uh, of other state DOTs. Yeah, uh, we are aggressively pursuing all the. Uh, a discretionary grant that are out there because we have a lot of other projects that are of such a size that rebuild Illinois or IIJA formula fund cannot handle. Yeah. So we we are uh, at you know we're trying to make sure that we're preserving our system and we are, we are attacking it from uh, multiple you know angles. And I think we are being very, very successful. But the area you brought in is, is uh, the issue you brought in about, uh, uh, you know, equity and inclusion speaks to the human element of what we do. At the end of the day, you know, the billions and billions of dollars we have is meaningless if you do not utilize transportation. In the true sense, in, a, in your policies, in, in your everyday thinking, if you don't u- utilize the wealth, <coughs> The new wealth we have found to improve the society as a whole to the point where all boats are rising together, I think we're not doing our job. I think that's a direction of duty and we're in. The department is, is truly, truly focused on equity and inclusion and truly focused on helping the state as a whole, regardless of where we are on equity and inclusion. From my perspective, it's not a minority issue. It's not an urbanized issue. It's a rural issue, too. So everybody should be benefiting. 
Now, you, your background, you were also director of highways for the state of Illinois right. before becoming secretary. You're, you're, you're uh, fairly recently you know, in the position as secretary of right. transportation. Um, my understanding is also your your first generation uh, Sudanese. Yes. You know, how how is I guess how's your background kind of helped influence how you kind of decide policy or, or, or you know, does, does it kind of factor in with how you approach the job? It does in so many ways. Uh, you know, I left Sudan for high school. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in a small rural setting in northern Sudan, um, one of 11 kids. Uh, not much of an infrastructure there. It's a third world country. Uh, so that, and then even when I moved to an urbanized setting in the Sudan, it was uh, uh, the city, uh, the capital is Khartoum, and it's yeah. about six million people, so to speak. Congested, it's still the infrastructure wasn't here, was, and it's still in a bad shape. Uh, so for me to have the opportunity, uh, that's the setting now where I grew up, for me to have the opportunity, first of all, to be well-educated in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, between LSU and Southern University, and for me to have, you know, kind of the uh, the ability or, or the or, or the uh, chance to start working for the Illinois Department of Transportation. This is back in 89, yeah. as a civil engineer tra- training and seeing, seeing the multitude of what you could do as a civil engineer, yeah. it's not just highways. We're talking about hydraulics. You're talking about geometrics. You're talking about Every, surveying yeah. the, the whole, you know, implementing what you are taught in school in a real setting. That kind of shaped my thinking. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, uh, I think rural a lot, but I know transit and yeah. uh, multimodal, uh, you know, intermodal is 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 the is backbone yeah. of a large city. Like Chicago, uh, we cannot, uh, we cannot, and we will not, in my view, uh, get out. Uh, you know, solve the congestion issue by building extra lanes all the time. Yeah, you have each and every mode has to be helpful, mm-hmm. including you know pedestrian, including uh, um, the biking. Uh, each and every mode is is gonna come together in a yeah. true multimodal sense. Is 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 the way I think. You know, it's pretty rare. For us to, you know, IDOT to have a secretary who's an engineer. Yeah. But it's even more rare to have someone who started out as a CET and all the way up the ranks. So, yeah. I mean, we're, you know, he's a great asset to the department. And, you know, so he knows all the facets of it. And, he, you know, the, he takes the, the staff. You can tell he really cares about, you know, taking care of the staff and, you know, getting the mission done, but also taking care of the people doing the mission. And all, yeah, Thank and, you, Jack. And also having that spirit, I mean, you know, the overall spirit of engineering, I mean, from talking to the, our member firm executives and rank and file, it's, it's you get into the business because you want to actually improve something. You see something right. and you can figure out how can I make that better, right? And I think maybe a lot of people out there who aren't engaged in day-to-day policy or advocacy or working with the departments, they see the department. They right. see this monolithic thing. right. They lose sight that within that department are people who are focused on a single objective, right? To take what you got to make it better. Exactly. You know, how, I guess, you know, how has that, as your background, you know, in, in civil engineering, you know, carry through? Yeah, I think part of it is, you know, maybe at least from my perspective, the way I came to the department, I was a planner initially. Yeah. I was in the Bureau of Planning. Uh, in, the, in the old system we had at the Illinois Department of Transportation, but that gave me a chance to uh, communicate 
to be out there uh, in the community itself, you know, to do a public hearing, to talk to mayors, to talk to, you know, uh, just the general public. And that gave me that sense of, you know, you, you could be creative. Yeah. Uh, you could be the best engineer there is. You could have all the money you want, but what you bring to the table, if what you bring to the table is not truly serving the public that you are serving, actually, then you're not doing your job again. So that, that kind of approach is what I take is get, you know, is what you're doing have to have metrics. It's going to be, it's going to make tangible improvement to the daily life of, of the, of the people you serve. Yeah. Well, Mr. Secretary, congratulations. Lieutenant Colonel, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you. What appreciate a well-deserved award. And thank you so much for we being appreciate here. It, if I may. Yes, of course. Uh, listen, you know, uh, we have uh, a terrific uh, organization in ACEC Illinois and ISB, Illinois Society of Professional Engineers. Uh, we, I, I said it early, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we have such a professional relationship that when we talk, look at issues, regardless of what they are, we have the ability to talk in a frank way without even without without it being uh, personal, uh, without having to, you know, without having to watch what you say. Yeah. So we yeah. have established that relationship. And I think the leadership of SEC Illinois has a lot to do with it, specifically, you know, the board and executive director, Kevin. Yep. And of course, Kim Robinson from uh, ISBE. They they do terrific jobs. Yeah. I mean, with it, Kevin does a fantastic job. He's yep. standing over there. He's 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 great. Yep. Uh, he's, he's wonderful to work with at National and uh, he is dedicated yeah. He, is, <laughs> he is dedicated that, to that he is yeah. and he understands the governmental side of the issue he came exactly. from the governmental side exactly so he so that's it. extremely helpful to us well uh, you know again thank you for being with us thanks for being here in person to accept the award uh really do appreciate it and and congratulations again uh secretary osmond uh uh enjoy the rest of the conference and uh thank you for being part of the program Thank you for having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. And again, this has been Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We'll see you next time.